Yo, yo, ma! And welcome to this week's episode of Pillar to Post. We're back once again. Second episode, haven't been cancelled as yet, which is going really well. We're coming to you from the dojo down here in uh, Darcy's bunker underneath his house. I'm Jay Bor. Big Fat Darth. How are you, Big Fat Darth? Big weekend of footy. How are you feeling? Mate, feeling good? Whatever. I'm all right, mate. Just trying to get over it. I'm A couple of disappointments, but hey, that's 40, right? Oh, man. Did you see I showed you my heart rate during the grand <laughs> Mate, got up on my hands. On your whooping. On my, on my Garmin Connect, mate. Oh. My hands are cramping. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, I'm struggling to breathe. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely kills me to be a doggy, but... Our guest for this evening, joining us all the way from Sydney, uh, he's absolutely loving it. Commentator from the grand final of the weekend, just gone and out of stand. It's Swaney, yeah, Swaney, how are Swaney. you, mate? Oh, boys, I'm good. I, I tell you what, um, there's not many times in your life when you you know you get to call a club that you love to win a grand final. So it was a special moment, and um, I know it was hard for you guys to watch. Oh. I actually. I booed you out the window of the commentary yes, box you did. Table. So I, um, you know, that was that was uh, all in jest. I, I didn't mean to, um, but I did a You hung bit. your head out the window and yelled out <laughs> "boo Jaybor" about four times in front of my wife and daughter. It was an, it was it was an instinct, right? You didn't mean to, like uh... exactly. We went on air yet. I was feeling the the, the tension in the crowd and Muscle the, the buzz of the atmosphere and I thought, oh, the J-Ball's there, boo! Boo! <laughs> um, of course, boo! <laughs> I was actually, it was, I was chatting to Sumo just, this morning, actually. He messaged me last night and went, doggies were robbed and I'm like, don't get me started. He's like, I heard Swainy was booing you from the comms box <laughs> and he's like, surely that, uh, that accounts to a holy war. And I was like, yes, I'm going to get him on the show just to <coughs> announce that we do have a jihad against Andrew Swain and the Brothers Rugby Club um, after the results on the weekend just gone. But let's get straight into it then, Swainy. Yeah. Brothers 26-24 over the Doggies, 19-0, 31-odd minutes into the Dogs, and then just controversy and, like, inspirational storylines, you know, first game back at Ballymore, the brethren getting up. It, it pretty much had it all, this QPR granny, didn't it? Oh, it was, it was an incredible game of rugby. I mean, you know, 19-0, as you say, um, Wests came out with just... It was like watching them... Um, it was like watching a couple of heavyweights bash each other, but... You know they were they they had brothers on the ropes. Um, it was a power game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Liku, you know, just punching holes in the brothers' defence, and then those big fellas up. Mate, Angelo Smith is oh, one of oh. the best running around How at the moment. Like he he and Tuaki Pulu were just destroying brothers up front mm-hmm. um, with Kabo Seeloff as well. Just just you know for fun, um, manhandling the boys. So it was. You know, nineteen nil down. You thought, oh, this is going to really get away from um, the brethren. But I don't know. Like it was probably that that try on half time. They really needed that, didn't they? And yeah. um, you know, it makes it nineteen five. It it just closes that gap a little bit. There were my brothers had moments where they were they had West on the ropes, but West's defence was just incredible. Uh, and then I reckon just in the second half, some of those big fellas ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Brothers just rest. They just wrestled their way back into the game. Um, yeah. So then, then Wilso scores. It was still about fifteen to go at yeah. that point. Um, so it was anyone's. Oh, you know, 
as a as a person who was trying to remain impartial the whole time. <laughs> well, you were trying to remain impartial? Didn't okay. count that way, mate. I was oh, trying right. my best. That was you was trying. trying you must have been fighting it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, trying to remain impartial. Um, but there was 15 to go. Um, you know, West had their opportunities. There, there was, you know, there was a couple of penalties. You thought, why didn't they kick for goal that was sort of in my head that's what i was thinking i think timmy actually said it at the time uh in the commentary box and then um you know that that rolling mall at the end i mean you know there's mm. definitely that's going to go down in folklore now isn't it at the <coughs> moment um you know penalty try was it a penalty try was it an actual try when yeah. smith picks and goes you know probably both of those um you know we if you look at it objectively um but you know there's there was no TMO. Um, yep. You had to Ruben Keane. I thought, you know, on the whole, had a pretty good game. Um, he's looking to his touch judges to try and help him in that moment. You know, he didn't see a grounding. It's held up. Brothers win, and yep. um, it was probably the crescendo, the finale. You know, that the game deserved because it was just such an arm wrestle, such a dogfight. Um, and, and yeah, brothers win the game. Um, Few the celebrations, and uh, yeah, oh, this is, <sighs> seeing seeing the Wilson boys coming together, oh, seeing Harry Wilson just going like you could, like everything he was doing for brothers was all for the right reasons. Like he just loves he loves the filth. I don't know why. <laughs> like we don't to this day because he's a nice guy and just don't know why he's part of the filth and whatever. He obviously enjoys it, mate. Um, but seeing those Wilson boys coming together, mate, it would have been pretty special. Oh, mate, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're absolutely right when you say Wilson's doing it for the right reasons. Oh, He's a guy, you know, I actually, and, and I think a lot of rugby fans out there would agree, you know, he should be over in France or, or there or thereabouts. He yeah. probably shouldn't have been playing in that grand final. But he he made he made it work for himself. Um, you know, he, he loves that club. Um, and I reckon, you know, there was a couple of guys who weren't playing in that grand final, you know, Paisami, Uru, uh, Fluke and O'Connor, who had been mm. playing club rugby previously. They were going and playing a scratch match against Portugal. Yeah. I reckon they probably would have wanted to be in that grand final. But seeing the two boys at the end of the game, um, you know, Will so was signing autographs. My, my boy, I've got a seven-year-old boy who plays for brothers at the moment and wore his kit and, like, got a photo with Will so after the game. He was signing <coughs> autographs. Um, but, yeah, to see the – you're right, see the two boys together, um, you know, that was something else. You, there is something – there's got to be something special about playing the game with your brother. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think they – had worked, you know, very hard. I thought Will Wilson actually yeah. arguably awesome. had a, an amazing game as well, right? Like he was, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was punching holes in the, in that first half. He was really, he was, it was probably the guy who was carrying the load for them. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, special moments. Um, you know, that I think will go down as I said in in folklore for for brothers and and for Queensland Premier Rugby. Well, look, the way I see it, Swayne is. In 06, if you look back at the old footage, that try that Crystal Garrard scores in the corner off the rolling moor on the right-hand side, whoever's at the back of the line-out drops that cold as fuck. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, and they're like, play on, TMO, no dios. Okay, so you guys get one, we get one, we'll split the difference and we'll meet up again next year. But no. you, you touched on... No, the brothers won't. 
Um, <laughs> but you touched on, you know, Wilso. He always comes back. Like he's, we, we had him on the show last week and we, we touched on the fact that he continually seems to be getting snubbed. No European tours last couple of years, no World Cup, whatever it may be. But he does come back to be at Super Rugby or Club Rugby and excel, which is what he needs to yeah. do. Another player who I thought was sublime and has been sublime in a 10-game QPR season was Lawson Crichton. So just look at the stats. In a 10-game QPR season, scored nine tries, 55 conversions, was third on the points for the season and was fourth in the Alec Evans medal, um, as well as picking up the hospital cup and close to one of the best on the day. That The way he set up Wilso for that try was Classic Lawson Crichton. First step is always at the line, take it to the line, then look for space. And it worked out brilliantly. And I, watching Lawson this year, I look back at Chris Fayo, I saw Tia coming back to South in 2016, where he just took that side on his shoulders, rode them into the finals in fourth, and then just went bang, 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 and got the job done pretty much squarely on his shoulders. Lawson Crichton for mine, has put his hand up to be the long-term 10 for the Queensland Reds. What do you reckon? Oh, mate, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And and you look at what Gabsy said during the week, Brennan Gabbett, the coach, the outgoing coach, um, he, he said it during the week. He said if, if people aren't looking at Lawson Crichton right now and what he's doing in club rugby, uh, he, he's, you know, the best... He's playing in the best form of any 10 in Australia at the moment. Um, and I, I agree with that. He was outstanding. He, um, you know, once he started playing club rugby again this year, it just took took that that load off everyone. You know, you had O'Connor coming back to Brothers. You had a, a guy like Taylor Adams, who's a real versatile um, back. You got Paddy James in that team, um, you know, who... Ended up playing fullback, but he's pretty much played every position in the back line this year um, for them. Um, who could all play 10, but Lawson was like, nah, this is going to be mine. I'm going to own it. Um, and you're right. Uh, he, he just he just looked like he had time all the mm. time. Every time he had the ball in his hand in the last few weeks, particularly yeah. probably the last five weeks, I reckon, um, he just looked like he had time uh, and space. And uh, and that's that's the sign of a really good 10. Um, and then, you know, watching him kick at goal as well. We're talking about right now the Wallabies who don't have a recognised goal kicker in their starting 23 at the moment. Lawson Crichton, um, I love watching him kick goals. It's like, it's smooth as silk. It's like watching Mm. a a lovely, you know, whiskey go down. It just, he's got this action that, um, I I don't know, it's just beautiful to watch. You know, Uh, I'm so disappointed. So do you mean like a sugar-free fizzy drink? Like a really smooth, <laughs> sugar-free fizzy drink. Like Sorry, a, I'm just yeah, trying to sure. draw parallels here. I, I can't imagine a whiskey, but a sugar-free, or like, maybe like a Wimmers. Maybe a Wimmers. Yeah, Wimmers. Yeah, a Wimmers. Yeah, Wimmers, yeah right. like the double sass. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Double sass. Nothing wrong with sass. How old are you, freaks? Mate, what? <laughs> get double sass. Get on the sass. Yuck. Track. What do you mean, yuck? It was That's sass. insane. Grow man. up, mate. Grow up. I'm 35 in three weeks. Actually. I love a sass. Yeah. Double sars, ah, twice as good. Double sars, smoother, that's much smoother. So, so speaking, speaking of being being thirsty, Swainy, when when you were up up there in the commentary box, seeing the butchery filling up, seeing those beers flowing, seeing the two battle lines, the ropes that that like definitely segmented the two 
Were you just the DMZ? Started, were you just yeah, the DMZ hard hat on? Were you just getting thirsty, just looking at that butchery, just starting to fizz up? Mate, there were times when I looked up there and was like, "Oh, geez, I wish I was there." Yeah. Um, it was yeah. It was the, I actually had tears in the eyes. Um, but it was it yeah. It was pretty cool to watch, wasn't it? And then when they ran on the field after the game, uh, in that moment, I, I wonder whether if. You know, just in that moment, the guys had already literally jumped the fence, hadn't they? Like they were yeah. already out there um, before the call had been made that the mall had been held up or the the pick and go had been held up. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool to watch, uh, and and it was so great to just see the support on the hill. Um, you know, throughout the both both week uh, days along, along the weekend, um, you know, such a successful. Uh, weekend for for brothers in particular, but West such a well supported team. You know they they've got some of the best fans in Queensland Premier Rugby. Um, you know it would have it had the result been reversed, it would have been just as manic and crazy scenes. Um, and it was great to watch. I don't know about the right. What are you guys? I guess they have to right. Yeah, um, when when there was a bit of a stink. What was that? Was that? Brothers of the South a few years ago, and yeah, yeah, that was a bit yeah. <laughs> that was a bit dicey. So uh, I think they thought it's just easier. But what about last year in the um, Shoot Shield Grand Final, Easts v Uni? I think in the um, in, in the second grade Grand Final, someone had had a flag. They took the flag off it and threw it, and it was like a spear and actually went <laughs> through a guy's shoulder. Oh bullshit! Um, <laughs> Should have been standing there. You killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Trident. Um, yeah, it, that happened. But um, so yeah, I guess you probably do need to put the ropes up, don't you? There was the, the, the I looked at it. There was this one dude in high vis, a security guard standing yeah. in the middle. I'm like, what the, what on earth is that bloke going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Great, great scenes. Great to be back at Ballymore, wasn't it? Yeah. How good's that McLean stand? Um, it's just a yeah, it's just a spiritual home, and uh, so nice to be back. Bloody oath. Well, you just touched on it, Swaney, the shoot shield we saw on the weekend. The Wicks getting their first premiership in 19 no. years, yep. picking up the 100th Charter Hall shoot shield over Norths. Once again, Norths, minor premiers, unable to get the job done again. But the Wicks, they were just <laughs> on one early on in this game, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, it was probably the best grand final that we've seen in, in recent memory as well. Um, you know, Wicks again got out to that lead. Norths came back in the second half. Uh, you got a feel for the young young fella Jude Gibbs who um, missed a couple of kicks at goal to potentially put his side in the lead. Um, and, and, but Wicks just held on. They just held on. Uh, they didn't play their best rugby, but they they held held on for dear life and, and won the game. Um, you know, great for a um, couple of you know good mates of mine, Horsey and, and Morgan Turanui. Um, you know, they spoke about um, th- there was someone who said something to Morgs earlier in the year, and, and they said, "Oh, back when Randwick were good," and Ooh. that stuck in his head, and that became their theme this year. Not back when Randwick were good, but making sure that we are good. And and they uh, they had momentum on their side at the back end of the season. Um, they're such a famous rugby club, um, so to see them back on top is outstanding. And actually. Um, next year with the Australian Club Championship, which is the, the Bernie Power Challenge Trophy, I think the first ever Bernie Power Challenge Trophy was contested between Randwick and Brothers. So we're going to see that again, um, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. I mean, 
North's by far the most consistent side all year, um, especially coming into finals. And we saw that it, it, this season in QPR, like Bond and East were the most consistent, but then you had the more experienced sides in, in West and Brothers really hitting their straps when it mattered. Down there, you've seen North consistent all year. They went bang, bang out of it last year and this year falling at the final hurdle. Do you think there's something to be said in regards to, you know, Zach Beer, great coach, obviously getting the best out of the players there in North Sydney, but is there something, maybe it's a mindset or something like that, that is maybe just that final hurdle that's making it difficult for the boys to come away with it? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, Zach Beer and, and Stephen Hoyles, two young coaches, I think that's one of the things that's probably gone unnoticed uh, through this this year. There's quite a few young coaches in the Shoot Shield. Four of them, you know, the youngest coaches in the Shoot Shield made the the semis and the, and the two and then the two in the final. Um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, it was one of those competitions, um, and you know, we we I had to watch a lot of it because we do clubland every week, and um, uh, it was really hard for any team to sort of get any momentum. Mm. And then when Randwick went on a run, I think there was only one team uh, other than Randwick this year to put five wins together in a row, and that was North. Yep, um, they broke that glass ceiling. But then Randwick put eight wins together in a row. Um, to win the grand final, yeah. um, you know that that's pretty hard to do, um, particularly in the shoot shield where it's so close. Uh, so, yeah, um, little bit, you know they had a quite a young team, um, but they they had sort of a couple of experienced heads, guys like Andrew Deegan uh, in yeah. in the team, uh, and he was you know he was a bit like Lawson Crichton this year. He um, you know really steered the ship once he got. Um, came back and, and, and started playing for them again. They started to get a bit more structure around their game plan. Their attack was good. Um, and, yeah, he, he really steered them well. Bloody oath. And, and there's something to be said in regards to you look at the Wicks and their run. Um, Chips touched on it last week, is that there's not a lot of ring-ins, not a lot of blow-ins in that side. It's something that uh, Benny McCormack, um, formerly of Brothers, we know, he was director of rugby down there up until last season, and and it's something he's clearly set up. He set up the Colts program. He set up the the first grade, and over the last five years, they've really built towards something. And it looked like they had something. Um, they really had something to prove this year, and it was a culmination over the last five years: blooding talent, keeping the core group there, and then actually trying to go that one better and come away with it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, actually. The Shoot Shield's an interesting competition at the moment. There's a lot of guys from overseas in the Shoot Shield at the moment. Um, Randwick had quite a few, but they've, they're guys that they've had in the system there for a couple of years. They've got an amazing junior academy at Randwick, and they, they bring these guys through, um, you know, through when they're you know, 15 to 18. Uh, they hold on to them, and they keep yeah. them in rugby union. Um, so that's something that they, they've done really well, but they actually recruited really well over the last couple of years as well and kept a couple of those guys from overseas. You know, Cormac Daly, the Irishman, apparently mate, he's still drinking. He? Apparently he's still drinking, um, uh, I've been told. Yeah, mate, um, he's abhollow. So, <laughs> look at the size of him, mate. He could, oh, mate, the amount of piss he could drink would be wild. <laughs> Plus he's Irish. Oh, 100%. Irishman, right? Like, he's probably... Uh, <laughs> 35 Guinness over the last four days. Um, <laughs> pints. Um, but he, yeah, um, those guys 
have really added a lot to the club. Um, and, and you're right, they kept them over the last couple of years and um, been able to build them into you know, a powerhouse and they just peaked at the right time. Timing is everything um, when you want to win a premiership. They peaked at the right time. Norths, um, you know, they were gallant in defeat. I really feel for them because yeah. they're a great club as well. Um, you know, they've had, they've had a real core as well. Um, over the last few years, guys like Harry Bury, um, you know, James Morgan up front, who's a serial pest, and he was on the weekend as oh, well. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the biggest pests in club rugby, yet a wonderful player. Um, those guys have really, um, you know, they, they've had a, been a core unit, stick, stuck together. I, I, it, it is a shame that they couldn't, you know, couldn't finish it off and win a premiership and. You know, maybe that window's starting to shut. I reckon there'll be a few guys who'll come back next year and we'll have another crack. Uh, and Zach Beer as well. Um, you know, a, a wonderful young coach who, you know, he's had a real crack. And, um, you know, I hope that they, you know, can be successful over the next couple of years as well because they're a great club. Bloody eyes. You'd, um, so you'd have brothers that would most likely hit up the Brecky Creek on their Mad Monday festivities. Where would the Wicks go? What's their? What'd be their local? Coogee Pad, mate. You are at the Coogee Bay Hotel all day, uh, and you know because that just doesn't shut that joint. So okay. you just stay there. <laughs> um, or the Pavilion, roll yeah. over the Pavilion, mate. Coogee, it's a it's a treasure trove of great places to go. Um, yeah, Pavilion probably to start, and then you finish up at the Coogee Bay Hotel in the sports bar there, um, punting on. Uh, Val, I reckon, probably uh, <laughs> until the early hours of the morning. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, like every time I think about Mad Mondays, and you, yeah, if you think of the Tuesdays, oh mate, terrible. Yeah, yeah it still. would be. Well, look, Morgs, um, uh, Morgan Turinui, who's the um, you know club coach there, he had to come in and call the Wallabies game on Monday morning. Um, <laughs> and his voice, if you go back and listen to that game. Um, there's a bit of croak in the voice. He had a big couple of days. So, uh, yeah, I reckon. And, and I, I heard I got a message yesterday, uh, early this morning from Steve Oils who said that Cormac Bailey is still drinking. I love that. He deserves it. Let him yeah. go. Give him a yeah, permanent residency. Like, Make I'm, him not, I'm, citizen. I'm not telling him to stop. You tell him. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking massive. I love it. Um, he's from a unit. <laughs> Mate, one thing I want to discuss with you, Swaney, we're going to get to the Wallabies and Aussie A and stuff like that, but and I don't know how much you want to get into it, but this controversy around the Wallaroos, obviously we know that there's been, I guess, an edict set by the Wallaroos saying essentially it's Rugby Australia's, if the ball's in their court, to do the right thing essentially by the way of their game. Um what are your thoughts on this, mate? Like, have you heard anything around the traps in regards to whisperings within Rugby Australia or anything? Or Yeah, look, I've, I've caught a lot of women's rugby over the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, had a lot to do with um, the Wallaroos and, and mm-hmm. you know, one of, our, one of my colleagues, um, Sarah Nagama, she, she's, you know, in that Wallaroos squad as well. I, I actually, on a Clubland show, show last week, I teed up to speak to Maya Stewart, Caitlin Leaney, Georgie Fredericks, um, Katie Hulse. They, they'd all won the premiership for Easts uh, the previous weekend. And then I got a message um, on the Monday morning saying, hey, because it, it all blew up on the Sunday. Uh-huh. And a message saying, hey, can't talk, unfortunately, sorry. And I was like, oh, oh shit, uh, what are we going to do now? <laughs> um, but it was, um, 
you know what? I, I'm I'm all in with the with the women. I, I feel like they have been treated pretty poorly over the last few years. Um, you know, when you just look at the way that um, Rugby Australia invests in um, the Wallabies, I feel like there should be a bit of equality there. Um, you know, that there was some you know moments last over the last sort of six months where the Wallaroos they had to go to Canada. Um, flu economy, day after a game, uh, and then um, we're expected to be at peak performance when they got over there, um, and then their flights were cancelled on the way home and they had to sit in the airport for hours. Like, you know, that wouldn't happen for the Wallabies, I wouldn't think. So I, I just feel like, um, yeah, Rugby Australia has a bit of work to do around that. Um, and they, you know, quite rightly, at the, at the right time, timing is everything, as I said before, and, you know, the Matildas, we've just seen how... Um, you know, engaging. They've been to the general public, um, and you know they've they've shown that um, you know people have an appetite for women's sport. So rugby Australia really need to get real uh, around that. And um, and I think you know the, the announcements subsequently to that to that um, statement from the Wallaroos, you know, with a, a new director of rugby being appointed to women's rugby, um, and and then a, an announcement of a restructure. Um, that's that's a step in the right direction, um, but yeah, I think um, um, you know we there is definitely um, steps to be taken and, and progress to be made around the women's game, and I, I stand behind them because they deserve everything. So, so I'm just going to put you down as not supporting women's rugby. Is that I'll just jot your name down as no? Yeah, sure. No. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Good. No, that's uh, that's all. That's all bang on. That's just simple logic, right? Just, it is. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I we're, in a, we're, in a, we're in a time now where we have to be supporting women's sport, um, not not because we have to, but because it's the right thing to yeah. do. And, um, you know, rugby, um, you know, its core values around respect and equality and, um, and you know, inclusivity. Uh, if, we're, if we're serious about those, those core values, then we need to make sure that, the women's rugby program gets exactly the same treatment as the men's. 100%. And you even said, you know, even like not just doing it because we have to, but because it's the right thing to do. Take all that out of it. Rugby's a business. They make up half the population and the Tillies have shown that with investment comes a return. So if you look at it from a business point of view, the Tillies are now the uh, most valuable uh, Australian sporting club in Australia. So they've shown that Absolutely. it can be done with investments. So just from a business point of view, it's a smart way to go. And and we've got um, a World Cup, a Women's World Cup in Australia in 2029, which is six years away. Um, so they need to be putting the foot on the accelerator now, just like the Matildas would have done um, five years ago when, or I can't remember when it was announced. Maybe it was only like three years ago or something. But um, the investment in... The, the Wallaroos needs to be a serious one now so that in six years' time, those 14, 13, 12, 13, 14-year-old girls who are playing rugby right now uh, are superstars when we when we hit the, um, you know, hit the 2029 Rugby World Cup here. 100%. Now, let's just look forward to the World Cup real quick. Um, and in particular, we'll have a look at the little warm-up games we saw on the weekend. Look, there were plenty of results across the board, but... Um, we'll, we'll delve into the Aussie sides first and foremost. Wallabies versus France, Swaney. Ooh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, 
there were glimpses of there were moments in that game where you're like, oh, I can see you know what the Wallabies are trying to do here, and this could be good. Well, I think one of the things that's been lost in the there's been a you know we're zero and five. There's, that's the reality, right? Yeah. Like man. Wallabies are zero and five this year under Eddie Jones. Um, one of the things that's kind of been lost on you know the the rhetoric around the Wallabies being losers at the moment, right? Um, is that we played New Zealand twice, France and South Africa and Argentina, all ranked above us, three of the top four teams in the world. Um, that's a pretty hard run into a World Cup. So if anything, they'll be battle-hardened. That performance against France, not what you want. Like You don't want that going into a World Cup. But there were glimpses. There were moments in that game. You just hope that, um, you know, we come up against Georgia, you'd probably have to play your strongest team against Georgia uh, if you're Eddie Jones. Um, not in previous World Cups, potentially, but now you would. You need to bat that win um, and then build momentum from there. Um, yeah, that, that game against France was it was a hard watch at times because, you know, there was clunky moments. But yeah. there were little glimpses that, um, you know, the Wallabies could be on the right track. And what about Australia right, versus Portugal? Obviously, that was set up more so to be able to give the guys, you know, if there's an injury or a late change in that Wallabies uh, World Cup squad, you're going to have some of those players you think from Aussie A go up. Um, not as big a scoreline as you would have anticipated from Aussie versus Portugal, but not a bad game of footy nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, interesting, isn't it? Like, again, I think it was um, oh, when... I'm just trying to think. There was a there was a game a, a couple of years ago. I was actually no, it was only last year when Georgia beat Wales, um, and you know everyone was like really shocked. But the reality is, a lot of those guys um, from Georgia play their rugby in France, play their rugby in Europe. Um, when Italy beat Australia last year, um, you know a lot of those Italian players they play their rugby in France. They play in the top top fourteen. Um, those those guys playing in those competitions um, really elevates them, right? And I reckon the Portuguese are the same. There'd be, you know, probably, you know, half a dozen or, you know, maybe a few more. I don't actually know the, the actual number of, of those guys who actually do play in the, the professional ranks in France, which is the, probably the best club competition in the world. So, you know, the, there are really quality rugby players in there. It's not like back in the days when, you know, Rowan Hoffman and Joey Gardner were playing for Portugal. These are, these are proper <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, these are proper guys, right? These are proper, proper, proper So, you know, they're really good bad, good hit out against Australia, right? They probably really needed that, um, yeah. you know. So they're not going to be any easy beats. Um, you know, we should still roll them pretty comfortably. But, you know, Uruguay beat. Uh, Fiji at the last World Cup. I just hope that Portugal isn't the against Australia isn't that that moment, you know, that that upset moment. Well, um, after watching these uh, these games from the weekend or the build up to this World Cup, who were the uh, if you could put two two teams down as teams to watch for this World Cup, who are you putting down? How good was it to see the Kiwis get stuffed? Oh, yes. by, uh, we didn't even the, broach the subject, and you went straight to it. We love you, Swayne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I reckon the box, the they're box. just peaking at the right time, yeah. aren't they? They've got, they don't just have a 15, uh, um, you know, a starting 15 and then a, a bench of play. They've got 33 guys who equally all could start and dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you need in a World Cup. So they could interchange any of their players 
out of that 33 guys and, and still have as strong a team as you could name. Um, uh, so, yeah, and then France, I reckon, like how irresistible was some of that play in the second half? Oh, I love watching them play. I love watching DuPont play. Uh, I think he's just an amazing rugby player. Um, so I reckon France and South Africa, for me, are the are the two teams to watch uh, in this World Cup. I think it's probably going to come down to those two, I reckon. With um, with that South African squad, um, how they're just, just so deep, um, do you reckon it was Elton Janchi's uh, manager that said, oh, he wasn't picked because of uh, drugs. It's like, no, that's not the reason why he weren't picked. Because you fucking stink, bro. <laughs> no good business happens. <laughs> Oh, look, I don't know if I can comment on guys taking drugs or not. He's been found, well, he's been found to have tested, yeah, like, you know, they've got guys, they've just got guys who um, call on, right? Like, and Andre Pollard's an amazing rugby player. This Marnie Libok, um, you know, he can play Vilumsa, can play 10 as well. they're good. I love, you know, Cheslin Colby and Kirtley Aronsa are just two guys who you could just interchange and they do this exactly, exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, it's it's great to watch. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to watch. Um, you know, I, I don't. They're not my most hated team in the world, the Springboks, but they're up there. They'd be up there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, it was funny in 2015 World Cup when they got beaten by Japan. I happened to be in the UK at the time. And just seeing how humble the Springboks fans were after that, um, they're actually really fun to hang around after that. <laughs> um, before that, usually that very much fun to hang around. Yeah, so I, I um, yeah, I, I think I still think the Springboks are you know red hot uh, for this World Cup. I'd love to see France win it though at their own World Cup. I think that'd just be amazing scenes. Bloody oath! What about a couple of sides you think might might struggle? I mean, we've seen. You look at Fiji are absolutely in red-hot form. You touched on Georgia. Yeah. Like any side can really put a side to the sword in this World Cup. And we've seen after those games on the weekend, there are a couple sides that are really, really well. struggling. Or a couple sides mm. you think might shit the bed a little bit. Well, my heart bleeds for the Poms. Oh, it? I love poor that. Poor bastards. No, I can't wait to see them bomb out. Oh, um, really? yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Poms, the Poms will probably struggle. Um, they've got only got Argentina, so their first game is, is against Argentina. That's the game of the pool, right? Like that's that's as big as it gets for them. Um, I reckon my Smokies to get out of the pool. Um, I reckon Scotland could get out of the pool. I reckon yeah, Ireland right. could bomb out. Um, I reckon Ireland could lose to Scotland in that that pool, um, which is a big call, I know. Uh, and then South Africa are in that pool as well. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Um, and then I actually think that um, the other the other team um, that could get at, into the quarterfinals as a smoky um, is Samoa, who are playing in that pool against England and Argentina. Uh, that performance against Ireland on the weekend was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're my, they're my smokies to get out. I don't know who misses out uh, out of Argentina and England. Probably England, I reckon. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's my, um, yeah, that, they're my upsets. I mean, if South Africa, Ireland and Scotland, um, one of those teams has to miss out. So... 
I, 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 yeah, Ireland are the number well, one of the number one. I think they're the number one. They still, are number one. Yeah. yeah, number one team in the world still, um, and they they could miss out. That's uh, that's that's my little hot tip, um, but don't quote me on it when that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. We got yes. it. That would take me putting an extra effort to find the clip and yeah, yeah. get on social. So you're safe. <laughs> yes, yes. Once it's up, it's done. That's it. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, Swaney, mate. We appreciate you taking the time to have a yarn to us, mate. It's absolutely awesome that we were able to get your thoughts after uh, the brethren coming away with that dub. But, mate, the, re- the Rugby World Cup's just around the corner and you must be fizzing, mate. So I appreciate the time. Boys, I love it. Um, it's going to be awesome. I love Pillar to Post. Keep it up. Um, it's awesome. And uh, uh, I can't wait to use my burner account to write into Darcy's mailbag. Yes. <laughs> sick. We'll be dropping it next week. We were just we're, – we're trying to toss up, like, whether or not – we had some creative differences last night about whether we use the old logo or we blur it out <laughs> or something. Darcy's a bit of a coward, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I can see them in I look forward to seeing some uh, uh, comments from LumpyDak69 at Hotmail.com. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure thing. That's a great pseudonym. I might use that. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, Swaney. Thanks, brother. Thanks, you mate. Good on you, boys. Cheers, brother. All right, well, now it's time for... Kangaroo Court. Kangaroo Court. Kangaroo Court. Bringing it Pop, back, skip, mate. Jump into Kangaroo Court. Yes, he's into yes, it. We he's into it. We haven't done this since uh, September 2019, 2021. Steve Keys reckons that he was the last ever guest. I think he was, yeah. He's not coming in. What we got, uh, no. we've, we've had some, some people uh, message in. We've got a couple here. We have... Um, Here we go. Something oh, that has um, Kangaroo Court, where we um, uh, someone lays a uh, brings to us a uh, <laughs> you're crushing uh, this big fat ass. A, you are crushing what, this. What do we do? No, no, no. Yeah, people they nominate, nominate, and then we we either give them a red red card, yellow card, or or play, play on. on. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> drop the blue and the skin color and the white card and stuff. For now. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, the first <laughs> one is uh, like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Drink. Uh, drinking something. Eddie Drink Jones up. for being none from five. Yeah. It's hard, eh? Because it's hard. Okay, because normally you'd be like, wait, um, let me let me defend myself. How do you defend none from five? The only- especially coming into it. Okay, Such let's big talk. Let's cow, um, cowboy walking. All right, pretend I'm Eddie and you're asking. Get me, out of here, <laughs> Daddy. And you're asking me like you. Oh yeah, yeah. You're accusing me of blah blah blah, and I have to defend myself. None from five, Eddie. What do you have to say for yourself? You're an idiot, mate. You're Just don't cut yourself. You're a joke, mate. That's you're fair enough. Uh, Write us off. Write us off. It's what you do, mate. It's what you do, mate. It's all part of it. Yeah, you you bunch of idiots, mate. Bunch of players. Cut yourself. Media. Um, no, are we, yeah. how do you look? No. It is hard to defend, mm. but like, so we won't. <laughs> yes, but like, I don't know. His only defense is that 
massive rebuild. It's as clear as day that he's building to something bigger than this World Cup. He does have a five-year contract. I think yellow card, but he returns to the game. Let's do the World Cup. Well, that's how yellow cards work, guys. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I mean. Yeah, so just take a spell, just to take gather himself, just to... He's got about a week, doesn't he? Because he's <laughs> on edge. He's on edge. He is. You can see that he is. And I, like, I was chatting to someone from New Zealand rugby slash media who's very much in the know earlier today, and they said they think Eddie's a buffoon. And they're like, I was like, you don't think it's all a ploy? He's like, no one's that good of an actor. What if he is? But what if he is? He said, no one except Daniel Day-Lewis. And I was like, DDR. and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so like, I'm very much in the know. Transformers 3, yeah, right? Of course. <laughs> I'm um, a scientist. <laughs> yeah, Jack scientist living in a warehouse. Stephen Wickwicky? No, what's his name? Sam Wickwicky. Sam Wickwicky. That's Shia LaBeef. Um, <laughs> So, look, yeah, look, give him a yellow yeah. card just yep. because obviously 0-5 deserves some form yeah. of just take. He's not gone. But, it like, he is massively rebuilding. Are you being soft on him because you think that he might come on? He might. <laughs> Let's announce it. We can. No. <laughs> we did announce that it That was such time. a stitch-up. <laughs> and then we found out from the guy who was massively in the know that... Um, no jet. Wallabies are like... Put the kibosh on in a big way, eh? yeah, because that was the only reason because they blocked it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yellow card for Eddie and the Wallabies. Uh, what about this is one from I, so that was from Roussel. This one's from Eyebrows, the doggies for not taking the three. Oh man, that's hard. That's hard. It is hard. Look, yes, in hindsight, yes, in hindsight, three, right? but look at Louis Wershon, mate, like <coughs> takes, takes the quick tap and. I would say that the brothers guys were a little bit offside, yep. but that's okay. Yep. Okay, cool. You can excuse that. And then what? We put it in the corner and there's the not throw. And then there's like Brad Hamopo goes off. Cheap line out option. Mm. Like general of the line out. Rolling ball's been killing it. You know, it's a relatively difficult kick. Like, Are we just saying play on? That's football? Play on, that's footy. That's footy, right? Yep. Play on, that's footy. Always that's next year, Jay Moore. Yeah, man. Logo not the screen, by the way. You are fucking terrible at this shit. Okay, logo. Um, next one is... <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Here we go, here we go. Um, you got a lot of editing to do on this one. You gonna edit it? No, oh, no way, dude. Okay, <laughs> you know me. Uh, this one is from. Oh, let's go to the one from uh, Sammy Bartlett. Okay. Uh, uh, do we think Steve Borthwick's nose is the reason why England have been losing lately? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? What it's distracting the players. I was like, wait a second. This is a little deep dive. No, it's wild. It is. It's, it's, you know, Cooper Cronk's nose. Cronk's yeah, is like, Cronk's, Cronk's is like Cronk's that. sort of curves. It goes back to a good looking nose. Well, it's sort of, it's more like a hook nose. Yeah. Like it doesn't sort of jut one way than another. Whereas this one just goes, Cronk. Yeah. Imagine sharing a bag with I was, him. I was just about to say that. Just flip a bag with him. 
He'd be like, it's not even hitting me, mate. It's hitting Shoveling it I in. I was literally just about to say. And then. <laughs> I had to split a bag with him. He'd be standing around in the kitchen and he'd be like. Gak. I think it hit me. Like, you think? <laughs> you reckon? I'm going to make a phone call. It's like, hey, hey, hey mate. Get some pants on. But, um. But anyway, what. What do we reckon? Are we keeping that in? I hope so. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do you What do you reckon? For his um, nose, like he's is. Do you reckon that's the root of all evils? His nose is, <laughs> is the only reason why England are under underperforming. Uh, I reckon play on because they're shit for a myriad of reasons. So many. Least of all, Stephen Borthwick's nose. Oh, so man, we're saying play on. So good. Play on. Play on. Now, now, uh, I actually wrote one in. The stadium designer at Ballymore for putting a flat bitumen car park at the creek end of Ballymore. Could it be the same person who designed the patented disappearing ball gutter system at Wes? Or, oh, because it'll hit the road and just pass yeah, mate. Yeah. I was like, who's that? It's the one, it's end the, one end of the field where it's literally just it's flat. nothing. They put three three windows there. Just like, it's like, what? And because at Wes, when you're there, someone's lining up a kick, and you're like, mate, don't kick it on the roof. Especially on a Friday night. You're like, we're not. And they have to get a ladder to go get the balls off the I roof. I heard they get a, like a cherry picker or something, like an EWP. I think they, they should. Because it's unsafe to get on there. To get someone else to get up, broom, sweep more off. Because I reckon, I reckon, it's you know, yeah, you're like big farmer and stuff. Okay. Big ball, right? Big Gilbert. They designed it so that they could have to pay for more balls. Ah, that's true. That sounds very tinfoil hats. Yes, we did. We didn't get it. Write it in red this week and stop clicking that pen, man. I'll kill you. Tinfoil hats. Write it in red. What do we do for. Obviously, it's a. Because someone else wrote in in regards to Ballymore. Okay. Which. What do they say? They said the stadium designer at Ballymore who hasn't removed the Queensland Reds proudly sponsored by St. George Bank <laughs> signs from the old grandstands. Pretty sure Queensland Reds major sponsor, Westpac Bank, wouldn't be real happy seeing that all game. I wonder how much Westpac was paying attention to the Reds, to be honest. They're like, fuck, we're sponsoring them. Like, oh, yeah, are we? Are we still good. doing that? They're like, no, no, they pay us. We're like, oh, that's good. That's good. That works out well. They've already signed on, right? What do we do? Yeah, it's... Mm. Uh, it, it seems as though... But, 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 the car park, the bitumen road is egregious. Also, the change rooms that don't come out in the halfway, they come out... On one twenty-two. Ah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. wild. It seems as though the high-performance unit and the offices were more designed. There's like a theatre. You walk past. What's going well, on? Well, it's there? the National Rugby Training Facility, yeah. whatever it is, the NRTC. So it seems that they put form over function. Yeah. And I think that's worthy of the yellow card. I won't say red. No, no. Because red is for like. Hey, piece of trash. Heinous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heinous. Heinous, heinous acts. And I don't think that's heinous. I think it's careless. Careless. <laughs> and I think careless. they deserve to have a spell. 
They might have to get someone up to take some of those signs off. The St. George ones. Yeah. That's actually hilarious. That's actually very They're funny. They're big signs too. <laughs> That's actually so good. Um, Anything else, Big Fat I Bass? think that, that rounds out our kangaroo court. So anyone, anyone, um, anyone that has any kangaroo courts, just whatever you can think of, throw them in. And yeah, send us a DM, send us a message on Facey, Insta, whatever yep. it is, or just yeah, I don't know. We'll be uh, we'll do a kangaroo court every couple of weeks in the first with Darcy's mailbag. Oh yeah, the mailbag. We had some uh, creative differences. creative differences in regards to the the. We want to ask you: the is the old graphic with Darcy's face on Randy Marsh and the big ball bag? Should we keep? I know what our followers would say. I know what they'd 100%. say. That's why I don't ask them. Maybe we um, just put like a, we'll get rid of the Darcy's mailbag. We'll just have that image and over the nutsack it'll say Darcy's mailbag. But it'll be M-A-I-L because you're a coward. Coward. Yeah. Mate, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll hey. work it out. But yeah, yeah. Send in your nominations. Send in your questions for Darcy's mailbag. We'll get to it on a bi-weekly basis. That's it. Bi-weekly. Swing both ways, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> all righty. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for our rug days. So we just saw a weekend just gone, shoot shield grannies. We've seen some World Cup warm-up matches, the uh, the QPR granny, all that sort of stuff. But let's just disregard all that because we're in the lead up to um, the Rugby World Cup. And more than anything, we want to show some love for the season just gone in QPR and shoot shield. So we are doing a little bit different. Das is going to give his QPR um, rug day for season 2023, and I'll give the shoot shield rug day for season 2023. So, big fat Das. To be clear, I did do this, what, three several weeks ago? Several weeks ago, before this player was announced as uh, QPR player of the year, Rian Stowers. Absolutely killing it, mate. Killing Just, it. Because. Two years ago, three years ago, he went down to... Yeah, went down to Eastwood, I think, in the setup. And we there. congratulated him, and then we got a letter from Bond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what have you said about Bond recently? I don't know. I wish Rian Stowers a happy birthday. Happy birthday. They're like, yeah, that's... I think... Like, what? <laughs> a cease and desist. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know who wasn't ceasing, ceasing and desisting from scoring some tries? Rian Stowers. Rian Stowers. We're back there. Uh, mate, just... Go, go one of those finishes you need uh you can't beat pace no and but it's not just that Corey tool kind of a play mate just yes 100 right but he's got the skill level like you'll yeah. see him step in and be a distributor he's got that fast feet he can step you in a phone booth but he's also that left-footed kicker like yeah which is always an awesome option you know like does so much and i think yes on the back of on the end sorry of the back line and a team that plays with so much width and yeah. so expansive. Mate, he just cleaned up this yeah. year, man. He's yeah. sick. And, and I really enjoy the fact <laughs> that over the last two or three seasons, for mine, the Alec... Because I used to just lament the fact that the Alec Evans medal, it's decided by the referees really? of every game to give three two ones, right? And, like, love Wilso, mm. but he won it, like, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, in 2019. Played like eight games. Played, like eight or nine games yeah. and like one of those games I distinctly remember because I commentated it against UQ and they got his umped on their own track and yeah, he got three points and I'm like no <coughs> so but I, like last year in particular Connor Anderson was by far the best and Rian mm. Stowers this year as well you can't yeah. argue that Ben Moen look he was good but Ben Moen's Ben Moen and if it wasn't for Eli Pills 
East don't win. Yeah, yeah. That premiership. But that aside, it's good to see that the players that I at least think you know, seem worthy of it are actually winning it. Hey, Darcy still says Kangaroo Court on the screen. You suck. While I'm doing that, Jay Ball, shoot shield. Yes. So shoot shield. We saw uh, Michael Isley was named the Ken Catchpole medalist um, out of Eastwood. He was absolutely awesome. And it was hard to go away from him, but I did. And there was a lot of players I I wanted to give it to. Guys like, because for mine, rugby is more than just, oh, the best player on the field. It's like, who's exciting? Who brings something? Like, who do you fucking love? In that comp. And there was... Guys like Donnie Freeman and Clayton France from, um, you know, Hunter Wildfires. Yeah. Jude Gibbs leading try scorer, uh, sorry, point scorer in the competition from North, leading them to the to the trophy. But for mine, just because I loved how he played, it was Zach Barnabas out of um, out of the Manly Marks. Yeah, yeah. Just a young kid, flanker, like absolutely everywhere. Like, and what he did to get into. I think he came second in the Ken Catchpole medal, mate. Yep. And he's awesome, mate. Like, mm. an absolutely massive season. And I just love the way he plays, man. Hard nose, aggressive. But just it's so of, good seeing young kids like that who can come into top grade. Kind of like a Jaquel kind of bloke, right? Yeah, like, yeah. just, yeah, can come straight into that fold yeah. and you can be like, oh, shit, there's something here. Yeah, yeah. And, mate, he was absolutely awesome. And there's a reason why the Marlins did so well this season. It was built on the back of guys... Like Barnabas, mate. So I, I frothed him and, yeah, I, I he was my rugby for season 2023. There it is. Is that all the rugby so far? We, what do you mean? We're, uh, we had a couple last week. Any more rugby's to come? Well, we'll scram some up, right? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a segment on the show we do every week. We do one every week? Yeah, why not? What if there's no rugby on? What do we do? Well, why would we do a show if there's no fucking rugby? <laughs> This is a rugby show. Oh, yeah, we, we, we just wouldn't do anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, oh there's nothing wait. to talk about. Over Chrissy, we're not doing this? Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> like, no. Wait. What are you talking about? I told Sass, we're doing this. We're going all year. You cancelled your holiday. 52 <laughs> Fs. Cancelled your Chrissy holiday. We're not going to sunshine anymore. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> to be, your way makes more sense. Man, is it hot as fuck in here or am I just wearing a jumper? That's all I had in the um, car. Both? That's all you had? Yeah, I got ready in the dark this morning. And, well, look, this is my belt. <laughs> Dude, he's ragging on your cord. It's not a bad rope. Holds my pants up at least. Yeah, it's a good rope, right? Yeah. Um, hey, what do they say? If it looks stupid and it works. Do it. It's not stupid. Oh. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, big fat dust. Um, well, we touched on it. How was your? I haven't actually asked. How was your grand final day at uh, Ballymore? Did you get out there? Got out there. Um, went there with Oscar, my son. It's two and a half, and my dad out out to Ballymore just to check it out. Day started great. Ten o'clock, they made an announcement. The bar's open, everybody. And obviously, a couple of guys from the Saturday, the, the day before, were just charging. Uh, watched the women's game, mate. Loving it. I haven't had a couple of beers. Bond going back to back. Back Huge to back. Man. Man, they, were, they were frothing. That was so good. And uh, my dad went, oh, could you guys want, do you want another beer? Does Oscar want anything to eat? And I go, oh, whatever you can find. I turn around and he's eating this Mars bar. <laughs> and he's only a little kid. And I'm like, oh, I don't think. Was it massive? Well, yeah. Full size. Full size, mate. Not that <laughs> fun size stuff. And he starts eating it and the, 
heat of the sun. I'm like, nah, it'll probably be fine. And he like stopped eating it. And I was like, that's weird. And he goes, done. I was like, all right, must have had enough. And uh, the idea was that we'd stay for the whole, you know, keep going. <laughs> that hill looked awesome with the two ropes. Yeah, mate. I was up there. Was Never sick. the two shall meet. Fuck. It was sick. I love that. And then I was like, yeah, we'll go up there soon. All of a sudden, the sun's like this. I'm like, oh, God, he doesn't look too good. He's like, <laughs> just Mars bar everywhere. <laughs> Got him back to the car, Mars bar in the car. Oh, he hurled again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a bad Marsy or just a little boy? There's no shocky? such thing as a bad Mars bar, mate. <laughs> just too, too much shocky for the little fella. <laughs> oh, that's so, so that was sad. my grand final day. How'd you go? Good, man. Yeah, we got rocked up. Ree and Sonny and I took my one-year-old daughter. Top of the hill? We were like, where do we go? We went to the far side, went to the grandstand. I'm like, this is bullshit. My wife's like, you didn't come to Ballymore. Oh, she, she encouraged it? She's like, you didn't come to Ballymore to sit in the stands with me and Sonny. We're going the hill. I'm like, did you be, did, did you try to pretend as if you weren't really excited? I was like, we like oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, right. no, we I could. was like, are you going to be okay? She's like, Sonny will be fine. I'm like, oh, yeah. Sonny will be fine. I won't be. I'll hate it. We went up there and we just ended up perching up right at the top with like Hunter and Andrew Gray. Yeah, yeah. Mate, like Chips Blanche and just all the old dogs. And it was so sick. Spencer Walmsley popped in, Rinny. So it was just all these old dogs. My daughter's just frothing it at halftime, went down to field two, just had a little picnic. Yeah, yeah. I then bailed, went back up. My daughter frothed it. She just loves it, man. Absolutely loves it. It makes me so happy. So that's the start of her hatred of brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Fucking giving it to brothers. Driving home. Really? Wretched fraction. That's why you always take the three. Yes. And I was like, if you don't take the three, you're out of the family. <laughs> what did I say? Take the three. That's exactly it. Who wants McDonald's? Dad, Who wants stop a Mars drinking. <laughs> don't started. tell me how to live my life. So that was sick, man. It was awesome to be out there bit devo because I missed last year because my daughter selfishly decided to be born two days before the granny. Oh. <sighs> so I got to go this year. Who, and the yeah, out of interest, who actually did, was it just a security guard? Like patrolling the, 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 oh, there was just, the no man's there was just dude sitting in there. Like Ernest Skelton, Carl Ernie, Marshall. No, Ernie was down the front. Well, because he played for Brothers and for West. <laughs> so people like. DC. D's Dave Campbell. Uh-huh. Who else? Uh, I don't know. Don't get yeah. it. Okay. Sick. So yeah, that was my grand final day. It was good gas, but it was really, really good gas. All the joking about the Ballymore setup aside, how goes it just send club footy back? And Mate, back and it is a sick setup because they've like that cleaned up is. the far field. The oh, new yeah. stand is actually sick. It the is. Hill yeah. was fizzing like. No, <coughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Wilson jokingly made a joke. Uh, jokingly made a reference last week. He's like, you know. Some premierships at Suncorp don't count. At the time I had whatever there. But, but, like, like, but it's not the same. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah. I remember like as soon as that hoot uh, the whistle went and you just see Wilso fucking fang it to halfway. Yeah, he just started sprinting, right? Glide. Like he, he didn't go No, he didn't run to his team, he just ran. Worse. It was like Clash of the Titans shit and they just asked yeah, yeah. the team kettle like it like, and that's what it was all about. Yeah. And I said to my wife, if the doggies win, Sonny's coming with me and we're going over that fence. Like, we're going over. Yeah, mate. 
who's in my foxhole. She's mm-hmm. like, you're not actually doing that. You're like, right. tuck and roll. Son. Tuck, tuck and, and roll. roll. She's got to learn. So, mate, no, that was absolutely sick. All right. One last thing you wanted to do, Big Fat Dars. Yep. You've got an announcement, don't you? So, actually, we'll ask. Um, Black Dogs, how'd you go Friday night? Something such a good good show, J-Ball. I was really on my game. Um, it, uh, it didn't go the way we wanted. We uh, lost to the Ippy Rangers. What was the score? 6-0. <laughs> Yuck. Coward. On a Friday night. Coward. Kicking penalty goals. But how did you guys not score any tries? That's not what we're talking about, J-Ball. It is. Yeah. Couple Kick. late penalties too. No, no. It was like that with 20 to go. Mate. Grim. How'd you guys not score a single point? 6-0 Friday night footy grand final. 8pm <laughs> kickoff in Ipswich. That is It was grim. a long but good bus ride home and uh, that puts a pin in my playing career. Hanging up the boots. I am hanging up the boots, Jay Wall. What are you... Are you hanging them up? I'm hanging them up, J Wall. <laughs> They're the shittest boots. Mate, you, I'm not allowed to spend three hundred dollars on a pair of boots anymore. There it is. But they're ready to go, like, just in case. They are pretty shitty boots, eh? They're <laughs> shoppers. All right, well, that rounds out this week's episode of Pillar to Post. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Jay Ball. Big fat Darth. And once again, it's time to say goodbye. But we'll see you again next week. Peace. Oh, sorry. I didn't read the room. We're going to make out. Oh. <laughs> Hope we don't get demonetized for that. Oh, yeah, right. We'll be right.